So, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance the Elisa the Yarnista podcast at patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's only 25 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Elisa the Yarnista and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only content like our pre- and post-shows, behind-the-scenes looks, and special unused footage. And if we reach our $100 per month goal, we'll schedule a monthly live online hangout for all of our patrons. That's patreon.com slash Lisa the Yarnista. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elisa the Yarnista podcast, episode number 95. My name is Mike. By my side, as always, is Elisa the Yarnista herself, who is apparently not able to hear me. My, my ears are apparently broken, because oh, no. I don't think that I can always... I, I think you're always really loud and screaming at me, and I usually have to turn you down, and I had to turn you up. No, I think I'm uh, looking at the volume levels and everything looks to be okay... Hopefully. Well, I guess we'll find out. I'm looking at the little lines going up and down. I think we're probably okay. Good. Good. I like being okay. We are definitely okay. So thank you, everybody, for joining us here on episode number 95. Doing something a little bit different today. Lisa happens to be on vacation in the state of Colorado visiting some family. So we uh, have a Skype hookup. Mm, Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I think the sound quality is... I mean, I'm pretty impressed, actually. You've got your iPad tablet with the Skype going. We've got the... Our conversation here by microphone. Not bad. It's actually pretty good. It sounds pretty good. No, I'm, I'm lying. So you, oh, I was going to say, so we don't need this fancy-dancy equipment that you've been buying. Oh, no, we definitely need it. There's no no getting around that. Just need an iPad. Well, you can do some pretty fancy things with an iPad. In fact, uh, this past week when I was on the Man's Man Film Review, that's how they do it. What? They've got the phone with a little microphone thing on it. That's about it. It's uh, you can, it's not the best quality in the universe, but it definitely works and it gets the point across. But no, Elisa is sitting here next to me as always. Because where else would I be? Well, oh, Colorado. You'll be in Colorado, so that's why we're. But doing, not right now. No, we're doing this on Sunday. What is it? Well, I don't know what the date is today. We're doing this last Sunday. <laughs> we're doing this a week ago, so we can have something uh, in the can, as they say. Well, that's what you told me earlier, and I, I, the can sounds like. You're going potty to me. No, it was in the can. So you know where that comes from? So when you shoot a movie and you, like in the olden days, when you'd have your movie on 35 millimeter film, they would ship and they have the big uh, cans, the big, uh, like tin cans that they would ship those, that film in. So it would be in the can. Literally. Literally. That's that. Well, that's how most of that stuff happens is it's, there's some sort of a literal thing and it becomes a saying, but yeah. So technically, today is Sunday, June 18th. I looked it up. It's Father's Day. Today is Father's Day, which yep. coming up in Canadian Canoes, we've got a quick Father's Day You found some story. knitting canoes you couldn't find any for yesterday, but you have knitting canoes for today? It happens every day. What? There's knitting news every single day. Knitting news? Knitting canoes okay. every single day. That's not true. I'm not going to do it right now. We'll do that in a little bit. So thank you, everybody, again for joining us. I think that's the third time I've said that today. Um, you can uh, help us out if you would like. 
And we would definitely appreciate it if you go to Amazon. Actually, no, God, I do that all the time. Go to elisatheyarnista.com. I only say this every week. Go to elisatheyarnista.com. Over on the right-hand side, you can click on those Amazon affiliate uh, banners over there. Those will take you to Amazon. And uh, when you do that, your shopping experience will be exactly the same. Nothing changes. But when you check out, uh, there's a good chance that Amazon may kick over a little commission to us here at the show, which does allow us to pay for the equipment that I have purchased that Elisa alluded to earlier. What? That Elisa alluded to earlier. But what if you know us? If you know us, it's still okay. Just go ahead and click through. Amazon will decide whether or not we get the funds for that. I've, I've been looking at some of the uh, the analytics and, and follow-up and things like that. They um, don't tell us anything. We have gotten our buck seventy-five for uh, April and May. So keep going over there, even if you know us, and let them make that decision whether or not they want to want to give us the uh, payout for it. That's perfectly fine. Don't worry about it. If we get kicked off, we get kicked off. Then we've got Patreon, and that's fine, too. We have other things, too, that we love and support. Like sure. real plans. You can do real plans. You can all that stuff over on the right-hand side. But, Which, yeah, go ahead and continue yeah. to click on it. Yeah, just keep clicking. Don't yep. worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. And uh, if you would like to participate in the program with us here, you can always send an email to podcast at elisatheyarnista.com. You can also find us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can always send questions and comments and things there as well. And I just thought about this. I didn't think Uh about this before we started recording. You were thinking. Should we even bother with this part? The, the, what have you been working on? We just did this yesterday. So I have made zero progress since not yesterday. Not a whole lot to We've say. had a rough week, so yeah. This may be a short podcast, by the way. Uh, and we'll we'll see, but I mean, I guess by the time you download this, you know exactly how long it is because you can see <laughs> the duration when you download. We don't know going into it how long it's going to be. It may no. be 15 minutes. It may be three hours. We'll there's see. An, there's an outline, but... It's well, a loose outline. Look, if you look at the outline for what you've currently got on the needles, there's things I don't even look at that list anymore because it's it doesn't apply in any way whatsoever. You know how Caesar goes. I'm like Caesar right now. Yeah, there's a whole list of things there that, that I don't think we've ever Mm-mm. talked about. Oh, we have. Oh, okay. They have things by them. I stay away from that part of the itinerary. Well, that's kind of my work in progress list. That's exactly what it is. So normally, after what we talk about works in progress and what Elisa has finished, we would go in to talk about if you would like to order any of the things that Elisa has just talked about. You can go to fireflyfibers.com. That's a local yarn shop that Elisa and I own right here in the town of Beaverton, Wisconsin, which is where we live. So we are, in fact, super local. It's not like we commute three hours to get here to say that we're local. We're actually, this is, you, you could not be more local than Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. I uh, don't even have time to listen to an entire song between home and the store. You, well, you should make Sometimes a, I take the long way home. Take the long way home. Who's that? What song is that? It's a song. You should make a playlist of just really short songs that you can listen to between here and the store. No, that sounds like a very stressful thing to do. No, you just, you I just, can I just sort go, it by a duration. I just go a different way and it goes a little bit. Like, but it does look like there's a bunch of spray paint, like a bunch of fluorescent spray paint on the way that I usually drive to Uh-oh. work. And there are like barriers down, like folded. So I think I might have to find a different way to go to get to work. It's a detour. You might have to find a different way to get to work. What? That stuff usually starts on a Monday. When? Where so, is the construction going to be? Um, is down by, um, the daycare. 
I don't. Oh, you mean the swervy way? You mean while you're gone? Yeah, while I'm gone. I thought you meant like when I'm going to work, work where I work, work, not Firefly Fibers. Well, you better go and work, work at Firefly Fibers. Oh, I'll work it. I'll I'll work it at Firefly Fibers. I will sell some yarn. I hope you sell some yarn. So it's going to start this like I don't know. I well, I don't know because it it that stuff usually starts on a Monday, doesn't it? I don't. And they've got the street has been all spray painted, and it looks like oh, they're know, all ready to go. Yeah, I saw that last time I went down there. We don't really have paint. like flashing signs for our residential streets here in Beaver Dam. No, there's that, not. You know, you're gonna need to find an alternate route to get to Firefly Fibers. Unless so. it's like it was a couple of years ago, where they had like the entire Main Street tore up, which was a pretty major highway. That was major bad. road that people used. I mean, that was fairly major, but pretty much outside of that, there's not gonna be anything so mm. enormous that you can't just like go a block down and get around it you you might have to you know just go down to university and go down to front street and then go that way go to university oh okay Mm -hmm. i could probably manage that so i need to go past wayland academy yes where a large portion of the pit was filmed not even a large portion part of it so i'll have to really it was filmed at wayland the library parts the the indoor the, the outdoor oh, parts the were Oh, the indoor filmed. library parts were filmed at Wayland. The outdoor library parts were filmed at the historic, what's the Which historical is now the museum society now? now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The Beaver Dam Museum. The big museum of the history of Beaver Dam. Which is like 30 seconds away from Firefly Fibers. Yeah. Which we've never been to and we should probably go someday. We should. <laughs> so anyway, go to fireflyfibers.com. Which again is here in Beaver Dam, down the street from the Beaver Dam Historical Society Museum. I don't even know what it's called, mm-hmm. but go there. If you're in town, you can go there. Otherwise, go to FireflyFibers.com. You can buy all kinds of fun goodies there, and make sure you're putting at least a hundred dollars worth of stuff into your cart because when you do that, that will uh, qualify you for free shipping. To get the free shipping, you will use offer code Free Ship. It's F R E E S H I P. Get your free shipping on that entire order of uh, $100 or more. Lisa, it looks like she's going to say something. Probably. You're probably going to say something? It might be automatic if I get the new website <laughs> Oh, that's right. Because so, we're, we're talking in the future now, and there oh. may be big changes happening. If mm. I, I've been I've been working in a, several CSV files and importing and exporting and trying to get stuff set up, so we'll You've see. You've just committed yourself. No, maybe. I said possibly. So when this goes out, there's a possibility that you will not have to use that offer code any longer, which makes me a little sad because I won't be able to say F-R-E-E-S-H-I-P. Well, but maybe we can come up with a special code just for you, for our podcast listeners, too. Well, that's a possibility as well. So pay attention. Stay tuned. We'll see what happens. You may not have to use an offer code anymore for free shipping. However, for you that listen to the podcast at some point in the future, we may, maybe for our hundredth episode, we may do something like that. We can uh, do offer code 100th episode. That's offer code O-N-E-H-U-N-D-R-E-T-H. Hundredth? E-P-I-S-O-D-E. Episode. Yay. Dot Y-A-Y. Slash. Backspace. Backspace.gov org and Exclamation sums. point. Question mark. Dot okay. AU for Australia. Where I don't even know what's <laughs> happening anymore. <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> so in our chat room, Teresa is with us. She said that um, <sighs> her son Joey is worried about the store because he just found out that Mike is in charge next week. So 
Um, Joey needs to just relax and back off. I've done this before many times, although now with the new point of sale and website and everything else going on, the store may burn down. We'll, we'll see. I may have to send a text and say the store is currently on fire. I'm sorry. Um, And then I will be hiking through the Rocky Mountains and then I will trip and fall down the side of the Rocky Mountains into a river. If the store starts on fire, I won't even I'm not even going to say anything. I just I just won't even let you know until you get back. Well, you it's know, convenient because we're like right around the corner from the police station and those pla- the I don't know where is the fire station? The fire it, station. Well, I don't know where it went cuz it used to be where the pet store is. The true. pet store moved. No, that the, was the water treatment plant. That was different than the fire no, station. That was the fire station. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't have the video subscription, I am shaking my head at Mike. I don't even know where the, it's probably close. <laughs> it's I mean, just, well, it is because every time we, they have come to help us, the wonderful firefighters of Beaver Dam have come to help us. Beaver Dam is not big. No, it's so not. So regardless of where the fire station is physically located, it's close. There's <laughs> it could be on the other side of town. It would still be close. So I'm pretty sure the store is not going to burn down. But if anybody oh, wants no. any sort of entertainment from no, um, don't make it complicated. Wednesday, whatever day I'm gonna come back then come to firefly fibers come in and buy things but don't try to return or exchange or ask questions or ask questions or redeem oh no no anything. it's super easy to well, redeem right. it's got things the now. little you just turn it you just swiper. hit gift card and it like turns around and you that I can manage put it in front the the qr code and it's yeah it's like magic i might have to i might have to take off on thursday and come down just to refresh my memory on how to do all of this no, because then you're going to shoot my Thursday all to... I mean, just for like five or six hours, not all day. No. And I can ask you questions. Oh, that'd be fun. Elisa. That'd be so much Elisa. fun. Elisa. 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 I will take the spray bottle. Oh, 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 oh. Don't burn the yarn store down. I'll, I mean, just a little bit. I'll burn it down. Um. Okay, so let's move it on to... What should we talk about now? So we, let's do this. Moving on to some knitting canoes. Elisa Liquid just worked on the live stream. It's actually pictures. I don't know why this was not working the last <laughs> time. This time. You had this up yesterday too, didn't you? Because I remember seeing well, we didn't get this to it image. Yesterday. But yep. I remember seeing the image, but you didn't I do didn't it. And do I thought, it because oh, well, I thought of Teresa when I saw this. Because the pictures are so important to this this story. I did. I chose not to use it yesterday. I wanted to get the uh, the, the website, the overlay stuff working on the live stream. There it is. For five bucks a month on Patreon, you too could see chickens in sweaters and... <laughs> Other shirts and jackets, but uh, what these fowls lack in feathers, they make up for in fashion. As chook, is that how you say it? Chook couture becomes a thing. I, that must chook. be a, that must be a chicken. Like C H O O K. Does that mean chicken? I don't. I I don't know. It must mean chicken. So anyway, we get we see a lot of stories for people. Chook that, was not in my uh, fashion repertoire when I went to college. No, no. You must have not gone to a very good college if they didn't have hey, chook now. in there. <laughs> I went to a just fine college for my fashion and business. I think you went, well, obviously. It seemed to have worked out okay. You've got your very own yarn shop now, so apparently it worked out pretty well. 
Uh, so this is a similar story to some that we've kind of seen in the past, but uh, there's a fun video there. Uh, basically, this this group of people, they take uh, chickens that come from, I guess, I don't know, chicken farms or chicken factories, whatever you want to call it. Oh. Uh, but the, basically, they, they have been uh, fed and they've laid eggs to the point that they are basically worn out. They're retiring. They cannot grow feathers for themselves anymore. They get cold in the winter. And this comes from Australia, so you know they're getting cold in the winter. Well, that makes sense as to where chook comes from. Comes from then. What's that? Um, define chook. Chicken. Why do they just say chicken? Everybody knows what chicken is. They don't know what chook is. Of course, in Australia, maybe it's a more common term or phrase. There are something something about. I, well, if I look it up, there's something Urban Dictionary. Something it's coming up. Oh, don't up something trust says, Urban Dictionary. Microwave or dishwasher safe. Loss of space for your liquids. But then Chook comes up for uh, Merriam-Webster, which I believe is a reputable source. Correct? I would go. Yeah, let's yep. go Merriam-Webster. I didn't not... pull it up all the way, but it it says it's it's chicken. Well, there you go. I, Australia, Australia, New Zealand. So chickens. So. So there's a nice quote here. I'm, I'm sad to say that that uh, birds like this do usually get euthanized and end up as landfill animal care. Lisa Jane Cameron from Storybook Farm says uh, the hens were rescued and live now on Miss Cameron's farm for disabled animals in the mountains inland from the Gold Coast. Uh, when they arrive here, they're usually in poor condition. They're missing feathers, stressed, and don't know how to behave like chickens because they only know how to be fed. And that's the things in some of these big factory chicken farms. And that's, you know... It, one of the things where I kind of have this conflict in my head because we've talked a lot in the past where I eat a lot of eggs. I eat a lot of eggs because they're full of protein. They're delicious. They're easy to cook. Um, so there's this conflict when you buy them at the grocery store. However, we're fortunate that we know a lot of people that keep their own chickens and keep them uh, well fed and they, they're not stuck in the little cages and things like that. So, uh, and these people like us, so they bring us eggs. Yeah. And so we get eggs from them. We purchase them and we, uh, we, we buy those eggs and they're, they're treated better, better. They're not, they don't spend their lives in the little cages and stuff. Yep. So it's kind of a, it's a, it's a neat thing. And I will tell you, you know, not just from our own, uh, personal experience but even at work i see I, can, I don't know who it is but somebody at work uh has chickens and so you will see people leaving work periodically with an armful of of uh eggs they'll walk out with three or four dozen so i would bet for the most people out there and you probably know somebody or know somebody who knows somebody who has chickens who can probably get you eggs from a place that's going to be treat their animals better and and you know when they when they are done with their egg laying careers they don't necessarily become landfill they may become chicken they soup they should become meat yeah most often they're used for that but again that's kind of these factory farm things that uh they are not treated well to the point that when they're done with their egg laying careers they're useless at that point there's nothing well, else and they can do meat chickens and egg chickens are i think i believe are different well, of so course, yeah. you, you can't like i mean i've gotten i've gotten um chickens from not live chickens because we we can't have live chickens here in beaver dam although we should be able to as long most, as you don't have a rooster you should be able to have chickens yeah and i think most cities like even madison you can have yeah. chickens I don't know. Yeah, I, I have some friends that it's it's not exactly clear in their uh, city rules, so they are pushing it. They're they're what is it called? You asking for forgiveness later? What is it? Oh, ask for forgiveness, not yeah. for permission. I don't know, but yeah. So they're they're gonna have they they've gotten chickens. Well, which is in their dining room. I told you about that. In a friend of mine has. Room. Um, she got chicks, and she's been uh growing them up in the dining room 
and huh. then they're going to go out to the barn. So I think if you live somewhere where it's big enough where you can have a barn, I mean, you should be able to have chickens. You should have some chickens. Yeah. If you have a, if you have a barn that has like a two seater outhouse in it, like S E A T E R, not S C E D A R. Not the tree. A two seater outhouse. Yes. I think you should be able to have some chickens. Yeah. So yeah, that's sad that chickens don't know how to be chickens. No, I mean, basically, they, they live in a cage, they eat, and they lay eggs, and they poop, and that's about it. But so, in here, it's a nice group of people that are taking them in once they've retired. Uh, they've got all kinds of people. Some people are, are sewing for the chickens, and they're making, uh, I, I probably there's patterns out there for this, but some are sewing, some are knitting. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of different ways that uh, that you can help out here. And in the live chat, Teresa, who is one of the people that we are getting eggs from on occasion says that she's not making sweaters for her chickens well you know what you don't have to because you're one of the people that treats your chickens well that they know how to be chickens they know how to be chickens they they're not so stressed out at the end of their egg laying careers that their feathers are falling out and not growing back and they're being taken care of well and that that's what makes me happy is that you know we live in a small town and you were talking well, yesterday or last week's podcast about how people, you know, they brought us like food yesterday. And it was just, it's cool living in a small community mm-hmm. where, you know, people are going and fishing and, you know, bringing us, well, and I guess that happens in a large community too, but sure. Yeah. I it just, it, it's, it's nice that we, we get, we get chickens and, or well, eggs and sometimes we get chicken and we get, um, are you playing the video? We get uh, we get food brought to us, and it comes from people that got the food, right? Not just the store. Yeah, whether it's so. grown or fished or eggs or chickens or whatever it happens to be, it's 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 nice. And so that's why kind of the point that I wanted to make here is that there's a good chance that we're, regardless of where you live, you probably know somebody mm-hmm. or know somebody who knows somebody who has. Yep. Uh, again, whether it's, you know, chickens or they've got a greenhouse and, and you can get vegetables and so herbs sad. and things like that, that, um, you can probably get those things for yourself as well. So, and it's, uh, it's nice to get those things locally, just like it's nice to shop locally at your local yarn shop. Mm-hmm. It's good if you can get, uh, be a member of a CSA, the community supported agriculture, and you can do that kind of stuff. There's those opportunities are out there. Um, it might take a little bit of searching and a little bit of, uh, Googling on the Google machine. But you can probably you can probably track it down. You can find it, and then uh, you can feel better about the food that you're eating and how you're eating and what you're eating. And and it tastes different. It tastes different. It tastes a lot better, in yeah. my opinion, most of the time. Look at that one. That one has buttons on it. They have, oh, they have smiley, smiley faces. faces. See, look at that. Even if you don't have to put sweaters in your chicken, you might want to because that's pretty fun. <laughs> You can then you can watch all your chickens run around with sweaters on. Well, and I said that's that's sad. Their their wings, they their their, their feathers are not full. They're no. very sparse, and yeah, they yeah. just don't look good. That's... A lot of them, they just they they just. I mean, it's not molting. Their sweaters just or their uh, sweaters, their feathers just fall out, and they don't they don't come back, and because of the way they've been treated and everything else. So, again. The benefit to uh, to uh, shopping local and kind of doing your whatever you can locally, Unless, except for shopping at FireflyFibers.com. That you can do online from anywhere in the world. You can. I ship all over the world. <laughs> you do. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next one. I mentioned this one a little bit earlier, but Father's Day 2017, cufflinks, knit ties, and other stylish gifts for your dad. This one, it's News18.com. 
apparently news18.com is in India because uh, everything in here kind of cel- or, uh, celebrates everything in here kind of references things for India. So, uh, oh man, this is moving all over. As we celebrate Father's Day today, many out there would still be thinking of surprising their dads with a little something that he could cherish for a long time, a gift that is useful and still has that unexpressed emotion attached. So there are some interesting ideas and suggestions here for Father's Day gifts. Of course, kif- cufflinks. The sexy man in the middle there. The sexy man. Well, no, he's wearing, I don't know what he's talking or what his deal is. You, you get your cufflinks. father a medal. He gets a medal that you pin onto him. Maybe it's that, a little pocket square that he's wearing. I don't know. Or I, don't, yeah, I don't know what his deal is because he's not wearing a tie. He's just kind of there looking. With his pink, his, his champagne, his, well, That's champagne. Not salmon. Champagne, maybe. Colored, uh, his rose champagne colored jacket. He looks good. So give your dad some unique uh, cufflinks. So there's a knit tie. This knitted tie. It says this knitted tie, but there is no picture of the no, knitted tie. I did not. This see knitted that. tie is a versatile addition to the wardrobe of any style conscious dad, which will improve your dad's entire dress shirt wardrobe. Whether boosting a casual outfit or softening a smart one, it'll help him look the part. And since there were no... Well, okay, before we go to this, I'm going to go to the rest of them. But a personalized passport cover. So is a passport cover really a necessity? Of course, yes. Yes. And gifting your dad a personalized... Yes? Why do you say yes? I would never think to get a passport cover. I've never heard of a passport cover until I read this today. Well, you put your passport in it. It makes well, it obviously. It makes it harder to lose it if it's in a cover. Why is it harder to lose? I don't know. Well, because it's it's more bulk. I don't know. Okay. Everything needs a cover. Apparently, and there's a mixology bar, a Swiss knife that I can understand, Dad. Uh, Dad always told me to be prepared, and it was definitely a good piece of advice. Gift your dad a Swiss Army knife that can fix a pair of optical frames or open a can of beer, among a thousand other things. Your dad would thank you every time he uses it. And I think a Swiss Army knife or something of that nature is always a good gift and something you can carry with you and, and have along. I think that's a good idea. Do you have a Swiss Army knife? I, I would like one. I used to have I one. Should, I, should get, I should have gotten you one for Father's Day. Oh, happy Father's Day, by the way. Well, thank you. Happy Papa, Happy Dog Father's Day? A Dog Father's Day. I did see something about celebrating dog fathers on Facebook because on Facebook you can find videos for just about everything. Everything. But... So this this article, since there were no pictures of the knitted tie, which it says this knitted tie, and I was very disappointed there were no pictures. I sat here and I waited for minutes waiting because I'm thinking it's loading the pictures. It's loading the pictures because it's. I thought like each of these would be accompanied by You're a so picture of the item cute. it was talking about. It never loaded the picture. So then I went to Google image search and I Googled knit ties. And I don't know necessarily what to think of these. Although some of these they've got where you can shop and you can purchase them, they are really expensive. I believe a friend of mine, Kate, that works at another yarn shop, that she knitted a tie for Father's Day last year, perhaps. Really? Or for yes, there's. I think there's one that is done. I want to say that it might be done in some sort of quince yarn. I can't remember. Hmm. Because some of these, I don't, I don't know what Gitman is. Apparently, it's a big uh, fashion place 115 dollars. here's one for 50 i mean here's 20 bucks 15 i could probably swing that and i don't i don't know what to think of these if i like them or not i would probably wear them because then people would comment on it and i could wear it over your ravelry shirt well no I, i mean i would wear it with a collared shirt and i'd say yes 
Elisa the Yarnista works at fireflyfibers.com. She owns fireflyfibers.com. Thank you for talking about knitting. But for like just a normal person, that's I don't... a lot of money for. But a... even if it's, you know, here, you know, I would say even 50 bucks, it's a lot. But like 20, 15 or 20 dollars for a knitted tie is not. But if they're the hand question. knit, if they are knit by hand by a person, I feel like those prices are acceptable. Sure. I would guess most of them are. Most of them are. Like some of these, I think I'm way out of touch with current fashion because some of these suits look like they're from the 70s so i mean that's not a surprise to to bring it back um when were you in touch with current fashion i've been wearing jeans and t-shirts forever those never go out of fashion do you remember when we first started dating no that was a long time ago i don't remember i don't remember yesterday your uh pair of thank god they finally died um your zubas those are good pajama pants. And they weren't Zubas. They were something else. I remember what they were. That's all I, I only, only ever wore those as pajama pants. I didn't, I didn't like wear those to work. <laughs> and at that time, even, I think even at that time, that was still something that people like uh, bodybuilders, professional wrestlers wore a lot of Zubas in kind of like the uh, mid to late 90s, early 90s, like all of the 90s. So let's bring this back to the bodybuilders and their fashion sense and the worker bag. No, not, well, not, no, that wasn't bodybuilders. So that was wrestlers. So there's, oh, okay. That was wrestlers. So they were uh, fanny packs because you'd wear that and you'd keep oh, your- Oh, every time I said it, you, you were getting your fanny pack, you're like, no, it's a worker bag. It's a worker bag. So you <laughs> you keep your business cards in there and your phone and whatever else you had. Yeah, that was, that would show that you were very organized and very professional and ready for any situation. It's a very serious. Your worker bag and your Zubas? I never wore the Zubas for that, but there were a lot. You never wore them in public? No. I mean, I did for like pajama day at work, but that was it. Otherwise, I wore those for pajama pants. That's really all I wore those for. Okay. Yeah. See, I have some fashion sense, Elisa. You don't think so, but I do. With my t-shirts and jeans. Your t-shirts that are, like, solely supplied by my cousin. You would be running around with, like, ragged, like, t-shirts if it was not for my cousin sending you t-shirts for your birthday. I have two t-shirts from her. I wear them all the time because they're fun shirts. Well, and every time you wear two shirts. Every time you wear that Jake the Snake shirt, everybody comments. So I always get at least one comment when I talk, when I wear this shirt. And it's amazing. Uh-oh. Rollo's having his sneezing. <gasps> he was good for a while up until just now. Yeah. So, I, I, I hope he doesn't that's break his about, face but, sneezing yeah. on things. So the, there are some pretty amazing awesome ties. Yep. Oh, look at this green and purple one. That's an interesting color combination. That's terrible. It reminds me of, I want to say Beetlejuice for some reason. I don't know why. Was Beetlejuice green and purple? Or the joke? No, it's the Joker was green and purple, so it's kind of a Joker tie. That would be good for. I mean, some of these like you know like hipster looking outfits. It looks pretty good. Put on your skinny jeans and wear an added tie and be a hipster. I don't know that I could wear my. Oh, there's a. That, how did this get in there? There's a bikini, in with the knitted knitted ties. That doesn't belong. Well, hello, Rallo. But there's some pretty neat things in here. So get your father or knit your father a Father's Day tie. Yeah. It's pretty neat, actually. I If I dressed up more frequently, like more than once a year, 
I would want a, a knitted tie more than a wedding or a funeral. Yeah, unless I don't. Yeah, unless it's a wedding or funeral, I don't generally wear a suit. My work does not require it. I can dress as I am now for work, which is pretty nice. Shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops. I'm I'm pretty thankful for that. I would like but, you to dress up a little bit more than that for Firefly Fibers. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. If you want to see Mike in his normal everyday t-shirt and shorts, come to Firefly Fibers Friday through Tuesday. Wednesday. Oh, wait. You need to, you're, you're there for open knitting. By the time you're here, I let this, all of the ladies know that you will be there for open knitting on Wednesday. On Wednesday? Yeah, you have to come and pick me up. I don't get back until 11.45 on Wednesday evening. I better make sure I have Wednesday oh, off. Geez. Also, if you get back at 11.45, I may schedule Thursday off. No, I have to go to work. You have to go to work. No, I may have to schedule Thursday off. Because you can sleep in what? the car while I'm driving. I may have. I'm. I think I'm going to look into scheduling Thursday off because that's going to be. Then you should work Monday. A long day. No, that's going to be. A, that's Monday. why I said it's going to be a long day for me because I'm going to have to fix everything from when you were there. Because I mess everything up. Well, that'll probably happen. No, I don't think it's because you mess everything up. It's just because you don't know as much as I do. You don't know how things are, so some things just don't get done. You don't know mu- as much as I do about bodybuilding or video games. So let's not even start that, Elisa. I think you will do a oh, fine so. job. I think I'll love do very it. well. I do love it though. I think it's I think it, it's it's amazing in this day and age and this is gonna probably do you do you need me to get you a charging thing for your battery low tablet? I just charged it. Do, I'm no That's not answering my question. Yeah, if you have one, let's Oh I do. Just of in course. Case. Not like you laying on the floor snoring and charging your phone with your laptop. I was just I thought that was pretty smart. It's like, hey, I need... I don't know. Why were you in here on the floor while your phone was charging? Why didn't you plug your phone and then go to bed? Because I had to get it So for my alarm at some point. I set the alarm and just in case I slept all night long, I wanted to make sure I was here in case the alarm went off. All right. So we are going to plug in this battery powered thing. Because at this point, I've got a couple things I need to use this for. Oh, we only have two. You only have two bars there. That will be plenty because, because, because I say so. Because I get good charging things. I actually, my. I'm like, you know. So we talked about this on last week slash yesterday's show. I did charge my battery back up. So it is at full capacity just in case I might happen happen to need it. Actually, I probably could have brought that up here and used that instead of using yours, but it's in the drawer downstairs. That's what, it. Just use my stuff. Apparently, you don't need to use yours. Just use mine. No, and that's what we're doing exactly. So Teresa has uh, chimed in with uh, the uh, she's not knitting sweaters for chickens, or she's not knitting ties for them either. Um, and um, her son Joey, um, he is a hipster. He he said he's a hipster. He's a hipster. That's what he. That's what I he said. Don't believe and that. And he second. said he does not want to wear a knitted tie. All right. Okay. Well, fine. You're also not supposed to cancel the open knitting. Why would I cancel the open knitting? It's part of the weekly happenings that Firefly oh, Fibers. Oh, so does that mean then that if you take Thursday off, then I can just come home and I can sleep all day? You can work Thursday yeah. as well. That's fine. I would okay. do that because I could sleep in then past six o'clock or whatever i had something i was gonna say but i forgot now 
You know what? The more I look at these ties, kind of like you like them more than I like them. You're starting to like them. I mm-hmm. kind of like them. I don't know. I, I think don't. Your know. dad would like them. Maybe I should make your dad one for Father's Day sometime. I bet he would wear it. I bet he would. He really yeah. likes me, so I bet he would wear it just to make me happy. Okay, don't make something. So somebody feels guilty, so they have to wear it. Make no, something because you think your they're dad actually has, going to want to like to wear it. You and your dad have about the same amount of fashion sense. I think if I made either one of you a knitted tie, then you would wear it. I would wear it. I would definitely. You should knit me a black knitted tie so I can wear with my black suit and black shirt that I wear. That would be pretty snappy. How does that song go? What song? Black shoes, black hat, Cadillac. I know what it's you're on, talking it's about. On, it's but on I the can't rock band. It. I can't. I can't do it. I don't remember what that is. Mine is uh, "Man in Black," Johnny Cash. I used to play that. Uh, I was the Man in Black when I was on college radio. I was, what was I? Alan Michaels? Michael? I don't remember what I what I called myself at that point. But yeah, I was the man in black. And I would always play uh, Back in Black, ACDC black, Back in Black when I started my shift. And I always ended I always ended with uh, Henry Rollins' Liar. Because that song was I like... I love me some Henry Rollins. It was like 45 minutes long. And uh-huh. I would play it at the end because when I did my shift, I was like... Was that like 9 to one or something like that eight to one whatever it was i was like at the end of the day at the end of the day at the radio station you were responsible for shutting down the station which was not just like turning things you had to like turn off the tower you had to turn off all the the electronics and all that kind of stuff it was a big responsibility i have an fcc license so i can legally i can operate a radio station radio tower so it's almost as much responsibility as having to shut down firefly fibers at the end of the day it's all i have to turn the speakers off lock the doors lock the doors turn all the lights off and i had to do oh, that because somebody left the lights on the other night oh no i'm gonna have to talk to that girl you probably should fire them that clerk but yeah so i would i would pick that long song because it would give me time to shut everything down while the song before was going on so it wasn't because you liked henry rollins it was just because it was oh, a no. long song i definitely because i liked henry henry rollins but also in like in the middle of my shift i would pick like a meatloaf song because that's when <laughs> meatloaf was really big because then you could go to the bathroom oh my gosh you have a song that's like seven minutes long. You can go to the bathroom and come back because at that point in the night, normally like during the day, people that were doing the radio shifts during the day, you had everybody was there for classes. You had people in the office that were doing all of their, you know, programming stuff. They were doing all the planning and all the, all that kind of stuff. When I was there, there was, I was the only one in the building. This was like an eight story building. I was the only one in there. So there was, no relying on anybody else to do anything. You played a long song. You run to the bathroom and hope you make it back before the song ends because otherwise there's dead air. And then the station manager would get mad at you if there was dead air. It was very so, stressful. So what I'm what I'm hearing and what my brain is thinking is that from Friday until Wednesday, you will not burn down Firefly Fibers, but there is going to be a lot of meatloaf and Henry Rollins. Well, no, because you can't rely on that at Firefly Fibers, as you well know. You you don't you don't go to the bathroom for eight hours because oh. <laughs> there's nobody you can trust. Everybody is there to steal things and to be mean. Oh, they are not. Especially during open knitting, they are very nice ladies. <laughs> well, Frequently, I wait until they show up to go to the bathroom. That's probably pretty smart. And then I come out and hope they haven't robbed me blind. 
Well, that sounds like Us something blind. the most of the people Us. would do. I know, I know a lot of the ladies that come to open knitting, and, and I, think I you know all of them. I know all the ladies that come to open knitting, and I can see any one of them robbing us blind. Robbing us blind. They'll they'll take the baskets at the front of the store, they'll load them up, and just take off down the street. Just run, never to be seen again. Not so much. No, no. I well, I'm going to be suspicious. That's how you get ahead in life: is being You'll suspicious have to look at them sideways. Don't the whole trust time you're anybody. There. Look at them sideways. That sounds like it would hurt my eyes. Okay. Look at them straight on. Straight on? Okay. That I can probably manage. So, and you were worried we weren't going to have anything to talk about, and now we're uh Well, there's always things plenty to talk into about it. when you talk about dumb college radio days. I That was a new story for me, so that was, was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that somebody gave you all that responsibility in college. Apparently, they had not talked to you a whole lot. No, th- that was not the shift... For the people with responsibility, that was the shift that nobody else wanted. That was the shift the new guy got. I loved it, though. It was Thursday nights. Oh, imagine if you knitted. How much knitting got, you could have gotten done. Oh, very little. Because you're, 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 you're talking. You're busy running around and, you're, like, peeing. No, because you're talking. Because this was, okay, this was pre. I knit and talk all the time. No, listen. Okay, stop. And listen, this is pre-electronic digital days. So every song was on oh. CDs. All the PSAs were on carts. So you're running carts. You're running the soundboard. You're running CDs. Everything was up on the wall. I'm and so proud of you. It was fun. And so it was, what, 8 to 1? So it was Thursday nights. I had an 8 o'clock class on Fridays. So whatever. That one didn't go so well most times. But... <laughs> You would get some of the best. You graduated, phone... right? I graduated. You would get some of the best phone calls because it's Thursday night. Everybody is at some house party or somewhere like drinking. Oh and yeah, partying. lots of parties were on Thursdays, weren't they? So I would get a ton of calls for people with uh, song requests and all kinds <laughs> of weird things. And so you're answering the phones, you're playing CDs and carts and everything else. It was, it was a good time. Now, what do you do? You've got your all your stuff electronically on a computer. You can bleep, click this song, bleep, click this. That's no fun. Says the man with his uh, tablet that's plugged into the external battery pack because oh, it was dying with his sound effects. Well, yeah. It's Play a sound effect. Different. Pick um, one. Just pick one. Those cheers are for me because... Or me. No, they're for me. Me. I played them me. for me. Okay. Um, all right, so let's uh take a step on to everything is all out of order now. Here's the mail, oh. it never fails. Oh. It makes me wanna oh. wag my tail oh. when it comes. I wanna wail. Got a couple of good questions here for Elisa this week, and I will probably try to jump in when appropriate or when I can. But uh do you wanna read the first one? Um, which is the first one? Okay. The one that's first is the first one. (laughs) Well. Everybody out there right now, imagine a dirty look. Ask a silly question, get a silly answer, Lisa. All right. So that one is... I'm trying to, like, I have to scroll back here. So the question is, I've recently... Oh, well, do we want to say who it's from? Does it matter who it's from? It, it probably is, matters to the person the, that sent the it. The question is from Marie. 
Um, Thank you, for Marie, for sending in this fantastic question. I've recently been wondering how you choose your projects, both personally and professionally. Is it something that catches your eye? Wanting to help promote a designer or fiber, co- fiber company? Maybe too broad a question on such short notice. Well, it's kind of a bunch of all of that, I think. I, th- I would say I would definitely agree. It's all of those things all mushed together. Well, and I think because we're... Uh, I think I'm very lucky in the industry that I'm in because I think a lot of times when you're in a, you know, we're going to do some air quotes here, a retail industry, I think, and I, and I, I get a little weird around the holidays and stuff when it's like, you know, holiday shopping and everything because it's, it's retail and it's busy. But I think, um, uh, retail for a, a yarn shop is different than another, than some other businesses that are sure. like, you know, because I mean, we're, it's not just, we're, it's just different. I mean, it's, it's more personal and we're selling things for people to make things. And, um, so how I choose, well, let's break, I don't even know where to start. So, um, take them in order. So something that catches my eye. Yes, it's something that catches my eye. But a lot of times, yes, it is a designer. There are certain designers that I follow um, that something comes up from them that I really like. Um, I really like supporting the smaller independent designers. Sure. Um, the bigger yarn companies, especially the really large yarn companies, they don't need me. And their patterns, I don't feel like, I don't feel like their designs are the same caliber as the independent designers. And I think a very good example of this is, you know, I'm not going to name any large yarn companies because I don't want to name any large yarn companies, but I will, however, name some smaller independent designers. Take Jane Richmond and Shannon Cook, for example. Of course. These these two ladies have been amazing um, with their patterns from the very beginning. Um, I believe Jane was Shannon. I think was tech editing and doing the layouts for for Jane's patterns early on. Um, and Shannon has since then gotten into the pattern designing. These two ladies, anything that they put out there, I want to help promote it because I know that their patterns are good mm-hmm. and they're, they're well-written and that these are two ladies that, you know, anytime, you know, you pay $5 or $6 for one of their patterns, that's putting food in their family's mouths. It's yeah. paying for them to, you know, get updated software for better, you know, programs um, for, you know, writing their patterns. It's for all of that. So, and and I love interacting with them. I mean, I I email with them and we talk, and it's just it, it's like talking to a friend. So those are the people that I like supporting. Yeah. Um, Church Mouse is another one. Sure, they Church Mouse seems like a really large brand, and they are. But I email with them, and I I chat with I chat with John, and he's one of the owners, and you know we. You know, it's always from the very beginning when we opened seven years ago, he's, he's always said, if you ever need anything, let me know. Yeah. These are the com, these are the companies that I want to, you know, the designers that I want to help promote and the designers that I want to support within the store. The other side of it, cause it, it's not just the patterns, it's also the yarn. 
And this is what we were talking to. We were talking about this before when the, when we were talking about the question before the show is that, you know, the, the yarn, I mean, we have to make sure that we have the yarn to be able to promote the pattern. Yeah, so you're in a little bit different situation than, uh, you know, you, you, you follow a, a knitter on Instagram or Facebook right. or something like that. They're kind of, you know, and, and not that you're not necessarily, but they're, they're open to use any product or any whatever uh, that they feel like doing at that point in time. You mm-hmm. being a yarn shop owner are in a slightly different position in that you, you kind of time wise anyway you're you're limited to how much you can knit obviously so you want to do things that are going to sell yarn at the store get people motivated and interested in knitting kind of what you have there it's a little bit of a different situation not always like that but that's a consideration is that what can i knit in the yarn that i have available to me that is going to look good and is going to promote the store and is going to uh put the store in the best light that i can do well, and I don't want to send somebody out there that, you know, oh, hey, well, here's this new design from Shannon or Jane or, you know, the the wonderful folks at Church Mouse. And I don't have yarn to support it because we have a very loyal following at the store. I want them to be able to come in and, you know, here here's the design or here's a yarn and pick the design or here's it's it, it's kind of a vice versa thing. You know, you, you can either, you know, here's the pattern here's the yarn that goes with it, or here's the yarn, here's the pattern that goes with it. It, it kind of, it, it's twofold. It always has to go yeah, together. Because you don't want to sell a, uh, you don't want to sell a pattern that you don't have the yarn to support and you don't want to have promote something just to sell the yarn if it's not going to work. Does that make sense? Yes. You don't, you, you, you want the two to match and go well together. You don't want to just, here's a random pattern with a random yarn, go ahead and knit it because then the end result is not good. That makes you look bad. And then you've let people down because they've come to trust what you've kind of given them or sold them in the past. And you don't want to let them down by giving some of them something that's not going to work for the project. And I believe that I am very well known for frequently talking people out of things. And well, yeah. into and, and not talking them out of thing, but like you know, that's not going to work. I'm very honest. I don't want someone to just buy like whatever. Even if I have online orders come in and something just looks something doesn't look quite right to me, I will I'll hold the order before I ship it and just email the person or call the person and say, you know, this just doesn't look quite right. Yeah. If it looks like it's for something, no, I I, I don't want it to be a wrong thing. Um, but I want everything to be a good fit. And that's what I look at for, I mean, that's what I look at for shop samples too, is that, you know, this is, I I don't want basically overall, I want people to have a good knitting experience. I don't want anybody going home and crying. No, crying is not good for anyone. Because there are, you know, and that I know there are a lot of people that want like, Oh, I, there it's a free pattern. I got on Ravelry. Well, free pattern sometimes you get what you pay for a lot of times you get what you pay for especially when it's free and i mean even if it is a free pattern you still want to make sure that the yarn that you want to use is going to be complement complementary to what it's supposed to do so you just ask the questions and and that's why you go to a local yarn shop yeah that's why you go to a local yarn shop, you know, even if you have the pattern, um, you know, go there to get the yarn say, Hey, print out the pattern, take the pattern with you and say, this is the, this is the design that this is the pattern that I want to knit. What is going to work for this? Um, you know, and that expertise is, you know, and I, I will be honest and hopefully you're, you're cheering. You don't need to comment on that. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, just, 
that I'm, and I, I'm always honest. I don't want anybody going home with something that is going to be not a happy project. Yeah. Well, I mean, more, morally and ethically, I think as a business owner, that's how you're going to succeed. I mean, obviously you can go places and do things by trying to pull the wool over people's eyes and uh, give them a line just to sell things. But that's not a, oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't even get that. No. <laughs> wow. That's apparently, that's, I was going to say a pun. That's not a pun. I don't know what you call it. But anyway, yes, you don't want to pull the wool over people's eyes because that's not how you do good business and that's not how you treat people in general. But Well, and that's the, the expertise that you get going to a local yarn shop as opposed to ordering online. Sure. Unless and you're I ordering at- from fireflyfibers.com, the local yarn shop that Lisa and I own here in Beaverdam, Wisconsin. But I get, you know, when I when I see the designers come out with new patterns, I look at them and I, you know, I get notifications. I have some of the designers, I have them set up for notifications. So I see what comes out and then I look at the gauge and the fiber content and what they use and I see what we have that we can substitute and might be comparable if it's not something we normally stock in the shop. So I just, I want everyone to be happy. I don't want Always. anybody to be upset with their project because knitting is challenging enough sometimes without adding variables that are just going to make it not go well. Yeah. I want people to keep knitting. Well, that's good for business and it's just fun. You want people to have fun. So, Marie, I hope that answered your question. That was a very long answer to a... That's how you do it. So next question is is going to be a good one because uh, as we speak, currently you are in Colorado. By your side. United States. By my side, as always, in Colorado is Elisa the Arnista. So this one uh, is coming to – did Danae send this one? Yes. So Danae sent us a question. What is your favorite thing to do in Colorado and places that you have to visit? Um. Because so you are, of, let's back up a little bit. Because I'm a Colorado native. You are from, originally from Colorado. Your parents yep. lived there, which means you lived there for a time until yep. you moved to Minnesota. But so you, you know all of the best things to see and do in the state of Colorado. All of them, you know the things. You are an expert in all things Colorado and the Rocky Mountains. I am not. Oh, okay. But I like Colorado. Colorado is amazing. It's beautiful. It's, it's, yeah. Colorful Colorado. Um, yeah. So I, I grew up in Colorado um, and um, I grew up in Denver. I was born in Denver and then lived there until I was nine. And then we moved up to the mountains. Um, and there's a purpose in this story um, other than where I was born and where this is all, It's good everything. to have a purpose in your story. So um yeah, so we, we moved to the mountains when I was when I was nine and we lived in Alma, which is six miles from Fairplay, which is the basis of if anybody has heard of this, you know, small little known show called South Park. What is Have that? you heard of it? It's it's I don't called know South Park. The, I've never um, heard of it. There's a guy named Cartman. I don't um, know what you're talking about. The words you're saying are Mr. not Mr. Hanky. I don't know what you're saying. Um there's also um the singing chef. Which I believe was based on my music teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a very interesting place to grow up. And I, we were talking actually at, um, sweater lab on Thursday night that there were a lot of ladies that did not know 
that I lived in a very interesting, I, I had a very interesting lifestyle sure. when we first moved to the mountains. Um, we moved to the mountains and we lived in a 16 foot by 16 foot log cabin with no running water. Um, we had electricity, but no running water. And um, yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It's different. We had an outhouse, and uh, my mom and I went up there on the weekends. We moved there from Denver, and we went up on my mom and I went up on weekends to get, start getting things ready for living there full time. And um, it, it was just it was very different. Um, so we had a. Uh, a, a water pump in the kitchen, um, which is like the, like the, what you would picture as a pump. We had that there and we have we had water that was piped in. Um, but until then we had, we had to go get water from the fire station, which I would hope the fire station would have water. It seems well, like a, but there a was, good thing for them to have, but it, it, there was a water spigot because I mean, it was a town of like 120 people. So nobody had. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was a town of leftover hippies. I mean, so nobody had water. I mean, everybody was just there just to, you know, live and just have fun. And so, yeah. So we would go down there and we didn't have, uh, we had water running into the house, but we didn't have, um, we didn't have a hot water heater. We didn't have a shower. We didn't have a toilet. We had an outhouse. So, um, we also had a chemical toilet inside, but if you, the, the, I believe the rule was if you use the chemical toilet overnight, then you were also the one that had to empty the chemical toilet that in the morning. That sounds fair. So what, I think it sounds totally fair. So if you were the one to use it, then um, you had to empty it in the morning. So that was extra incentive to go and use the outhouse. In the middle of uh, January when yeah. it's negative 30. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had a, we heated water in a 50 cup coffee maker, 50 cup coffee pot and put it into a solar shower and, uh, used, hung that on the wall and used that when we showered into a, um, uh, like a kiddie pool, one of the fiberglass kiddie sure. pools. Um, I, I can remember it was white and it had, uh, I don't remember who, who was on it. I'm sure it was some kind of, some kind of cartoon character. Dora the Explorer? It was not Dora. No, this was, this was before Dora. Uh, I'm older than that. A little bit. So, but it, it was, it was a really good experience and it was a lot of fun. And I mean, eventually when we ended up moving, I mean, yeah, we had running water, we had shower and we had, you know, more than 16 foot by 16 foot of space and, um, but it was a really wonderful experience. I mean, and it happened before, thankfully, before I went through, you know, the crazy, you know, teens. That might not have gone quite so yeah. well. But it, it was it was really cool. So um, so are you saying then that this is one of your favorite things to do in Colorado in a place that you have to visit? I think you should visit the small towns in the mountains in Colorado. Yeah, I would agree with that. Como, I think, Como, Colorado, I don't know what it's like now. I know I grew up in Alma. Um, Alma's Only Bar is a very good place to visit. I don't think it's the only bar anymore. Oh. Things have happened. Um, there's, yeah. Um, Como is a very interesting town to visit. Um, there are a lot of ghost stories. That's always fun. Because the mining, um, but yeah, 
I think you know, go and explore some explore some of the towns in the what mountains. What was the the town? It was kind of a touristy place where where we got fudge and Georgetown. Georgetown. Yep. There's that a train pretty. there. The there's the Georgetown Loop. There's a there's a train. Um, there is there are also horses there, ponies. Um, apparently we got one one time that was very very uncooperative. We had Uh-oh. to return it and get a different one. Did you have to put it down and turn it into glue? No. Oh, wasn't that uncooperative? I think it, I feel like the one that we maybe got that we I don't know who it was that we replaced it with, but I mean Mesa Verde is in Colorado. I don't. That's another place green. that's really good to green mountain? visit. Is Mesa Mountain? What is Mesa in Spanish? So it's green, green hill, green, green mountain, green table. Mesa is a table. I knew that. I that's don't... another beautiful place to visit. Colorado has a lot of really amazing things. I mean, it's a lot of. Well, I think I like it because there's a lot of extreme, and I think that's why I like Wisconsin because it's a lot of extreme geographic areas. Yeah, like here. Let's say Western Colorado is like that. Eastern Colorado is like Nebraska. Oh, it's terrible. very flat and barren and boring. Western Colorado sorry, is Nebraska. where the mountains are. No, no, sorry, Nebraska. If you're from Nebraska, you should move. That's that's my opinion. Um, just so you know, we have listeners from Nebraska that actually like Nebraska. If you're from Nebraska, so you should move. Say you're sorry. <laughs> no, I refuse to say. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> we have so my favorite in Nebraska? Thing, huh? We have listeners in Nebraska? From Nebraska. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. should be more careful about don't, the states that don't I discount disparage. anybody. <laughs> um, if you're from Nebraska, you should move. Well, they did. They're well, there here you now. Go. Well, there you go. That's why they moved because they were from, they lived in Nebraska. So, my favorite thing to do, the, so my, my favorite places and, well, okay, the, you must visit every trip. I, I think you need to visit a, a small mountain town. Yes. I think you need to, you know, Georgetown. Um, Georgetown is beautiful. Um, very, very, the, the, the fudge shop, the, the candy shop. We used to, um, my, my grandma w- loved divinity, which is like a marshmallowy kind of thing, super sweet dessert. Um, and we would get divinity at the, um, the little candy shop in Georgetown. Um, yeah, just the mining towns is, it's, it's, I think it's, it's very interesting. So the, those are my, that's, if you have the time, the place that you must visit is, uh, Grand Lake, but not everybody go there because it's beautiful and you should not I have said that because that's be small. That's where you're going. So nobody, nobody go to Grand Lake. It is horrible. It is polluted. It stinks like pee. You should not and go poop. to Grand and poop. You should not go to Grand Lake. So Grand Lake is in the Rocky Mountain National Forest. Um, the thing that to me is the most amazing about it is it is, um, there, there's nothing. It, I've been going there since I was probably six, which was like 20 years ago. Yeah, this is about right. About, about sure. that. Yeah. So, um, I've been going there for a very long time. My grandparents used to have a cabin there. Um, and it was bigger than 16 feet by 16 feet. It was at least 18 feet it, from what it, I've heard. It, it had running water. But we used to, um, we would go there every year in the summer and it, the, the town 
even in the last, you know, how, what, 10 years since I was? No. About 10 years. No, it's it's been a lot of years. The town has not changed. So in the last, I, I went there one summer after one of my knee surgeries, which was a long time ago, probably 25 years ago, probably. And it the town is hardly any different. Yeah. And so kind of related to people that are from Wisconsin, because I think being from Beaverdam, Wisconsin, we have a lot of listeners from Wisconsin. It's kind of similar to Door County in that there are yeah. there are no McDonald's, there's no yep. Walmart, there's no chain there are stores no or restaurants, there's no Starbucks. It's all, you know, small, locally owned things. It's very quaint, I guess is probably a good word for it. And we'll talk, maybe we'll, we'll save this, we'll talk more about this uh, next week. Maybe Starbucks will be there when I get there this well, time. No, that won't happen. But when you get when you yeah. get back, uh, we'll maybe talk more about uh, Grand Lake and kind of what you've experienced and what you did and what's there and what's not there. I would say that for me, going to Denver, one place. Oh yes, yes. That you oh, have to go. You have to go to one place that you have oh, to go to is amazing. Casa Bonita. Oh God. So talk a throwback to uh, South Park. It wasn't that that was featured in South Park in one episode. I can't I don't believe know. it was featured in South Park. I don't remember if it was called Casa Bonita or whatever, whatever, whatever it was called. But it's really bad Mexican restaurant. It's a Mexican restaurant that is basically kind of uh, cafeteria style, where you you start, you, you get, get your a tray, tray you, and you, you order. It's like the 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 fiber. What is it? The the fiberglass tray. It's just, yeah, it's some sort of a plastic fiberglass type thing. But you get and you make your order and you kind of go down the line and pick up your food. But that's not the highlight. The highlight is kind of all of the weird things that are kind of in the restaurant portion. They've got cliff diving where mm-hmm. they've got uh, like this a true. a show basically. I don't know what the, the how every 30 minutes or every whatever. The guy jumps off of the cliff into the water. Yeah, that's but- the well, no, it's it's more than that. I mean, it's actual cliff diving. People are doing flips and spins, and it's it's basically kind of like you know, like you've seen on Olympic diving and stuff like that. They dive into the water, and <laughs> it is. Why are you laughing? It's Cosmonita, and you just said you just compared it to Olympic no, I didn't diving. compare it to. I said it's like that where people are doing like the flips and spins, and don't don't put down the people that are working there because they were those. They were probably what teenagers that were doing the diving. They were really good. So they've got, you can go and watch that. And we went there for the lunch show too. We didn't even go there for like the prime time show. So there's that and there's all kinds of other weird, unusual things. There's interesting shops and caverns. And this place is kind of like a strip mall. It is. It's in a strip mall. And when you're done, you can go to the magic shop and you can get magic tricks. There's a magic shop in the strip mall. So if you have not been to Casa Bonita, you should definitely go there because it's pretty amazing. There was one in Tulsa, right? In Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that one there closed. Was. Yeah, and that one closed. Unfortunately, I went to uh, Tulsa for work one time, and I'm like, <laughs> we all have to go to Casa Bonita. And then we got there, and I'm looking it up, and it was closed, and I was so upset because I'm like, okay, we've got like probably, I don't know, 40 or 50 people. I'm like, we're all going to Casa Bonita. This is going to be amazing. And then you and we got them all there, down. and it was closed, and I was so disappointed. I'm no like, no cliff divers, no cafeteria, Mexican food. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is so bad. So apparently, the only place that can support a Casa Bonita type place is in Denver, Colorado. I don't know what that what that says about which Denver. is amazing because it's 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 not very good Mexican food. 
I mean, it's edible. It's not like it's it's not authentic Mexican food. If you're looking for authentic Mexican food, do not go to Casa, Casa Bonita. If you are looking for just a weird kind of different experience, go to Casa Bonita. It's a kitschy Mexican restaurant. Yeah, with cliff divers. It's a, it's it's amazing. It's kind of like like when you're sitting in the dining room area where the cliff diving is happening. It felt like. To me, like, what was that? Uh, the dining room area, you mean, like, the tables that are, like, have, like, the balconies around it? Because, yeah. like, the whole inside, is, it looks like the outside of, like, a cliff. Like It felt like, to me, what in the, was it Epcot? What is the Epcot one where they've, like, when you go to Mexico and they've got all the pyramids and all of the, those kinds of things where it's dark and kind of, like, lit by, like, blue and green and that sort of thing. It felt like that where it's kind of, like, cool and humid and they've got the the waterfalls. It It was not really bad. It wasn't great. It was not, like, authentic traditional mexican but food fun. but it was a lot of fun it's so much fun and it was yes. it was definitely experience so if you're in denver colorado i would definitely recommend go to the strip there. mall and go to the cliff diving go to see casa bonita yeah yeah and that is like the weirdest thing because i mean i grew up there and it's still bizarre to me walking in there and that it, it is it's in a strip mall it makes me wonder was a strip mall built around casa bonita uh, it's very possible because I don't know how it fit in there because that building was built specifically for that restaurant because you don't normally have like 50 foot high ceiling areas in a what strip mall. What came first, Casa Bonita or the Magic Shop? I would say probably Casa Bonita. Because we used to go, we used to go, my cousin, we, my cousin, and well, my cousin went and I went, everybody, everybody that lived there went there. You have to. It's like, it's like Chuck E. Cheese for Denver. Yeah. Without the animatronic robots, although they probably could go with some animatronic robots on the cliffs. Um, an animatronic uh mariachi band. Sure, that would be that fun. That'd be fun. I'd watch that. You would. I would. Okay. Anything else? Any any other no. things that when we go to Denver or into the state of Colorado in the mountains that we should go to see? Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Well, yeah, I think that, yeah, definitely. If you can, if you can schedule your visit to coincide with a, a show at Red Rock, you should probably do that. Or even, I mean, Red Rocks is open all the time. So if you can even just go and see it, because there have been so many iconic musicians that have played there that just seeing it is amazing. I have not yet seen a show there, but I've heard the acoustics are amazing. And yep. to, to see an actual concert there is, is incredible. So we should probably plan that out sometime to go out there and see a show. Yeah. I think so. I think my cousin- I will. I will pick the show. I'll find something amazing. Marina, I'll take care of it. We don't like want you to worry your pretty little head about Behemoth, this. I, d- I don't think Behemoth is going to be there. Ghost, something good like that. Ramstein and Ghost are probably not going to be there either. They might. Dave Matthews at Red would Rocks they- would be amazing. That would be okay. We have, I've already seen them. I think my parents saw Bob Dylan at Red Rocks. That would be cool. Well, I think yeah. it was later. So it would still be cool. What's wrong? Yes. Bob Dylan to this day is amazing. It's a little harder to understand these Who days. Who cares? But he's still Bob Dylan. He's still Bob Dylan. Yes. All right. So I think at this point we're at a good point where we can go ahead and wrap it up. Does that sound like a plan, Elisa? I'm hungry. You're hungry? So we're going to go grill some burgers because I think that's what we're going to have. It's some kind of fancy burgers. Asian burgers and an Asian, Asian slaw. Asian burgers with an Asian slaw. 
thanks everybody for joining us here. If you would like to follow Elisa on her adventures, well, she's already out there, but if you want to follow her adventures in Colorado, find her on Instagram, find her on Facebook and Twitter. You want to see the knitting adventures, go to Ravelry.com. Um, all this stuff you can find at ElisaTheArnista.com. Uh, up in the upper right hand corner all of those links are there with pictures you can figure out exactly what you're clicking on do that uh, if you have questions comments suggestions ideas thoughts that you want to share go to podcast at elisatheyarnisa.com and as always if you would like to uh, follow us here and see the podcast visually with your eyeballs go to patreon.com slash elisatheyarnista and you can uh, for five dollars a month you can see us there and, and you can see me shaking my head and rolling my eyes at my you can in see, real time. You can see all of that whether you want to or not. There's no reason to be shaking your head at, at Mike at any time. What about eyeball rolling? You can, well, no, there's no reason for that either. But you can do all of those things. Uh, Patreon.com slash Arnista. $5 a month if you are not uh, financially able to do that or you don't want to, whatever. We would even appreciate $1 per month. That gets you some access to some things that we do on occasion, but that is a good way to support us and support independent media. That would be fantastic. I think if everybody did that, we could probably retire. If everybody that listens to this show probably not. went to Patreon and did $1 per month... Don't say that because then people won't want to do a dollar a month because then Firefly Fibers will close no. and people okay. want Firefly Fibers to stay alive. So for one dollar per month, I could quit my job and focus my attention on FireflyFibers.com and Firefly Fibers. That's motivation com. for every not 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 the live location. Oh no, I will be there every day for. Eight, nine, ten hours every single day. Elisa and I, you can come by and see us. So there's your incentive. Go to patreon.com slash Elisa the to sign up for at least $1 per month. If you can financially afford it, do, you know, like $800 per month. That would be oh, fine too. Be fine. Yeah, $800 like per that. month. Everybody do that. So thank you all for joining us. I think we're going to go make some burgers. I think we quit. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Artist, you mind if I take this? I do love knitting patterns. <laughs> <laughs>